Recording live from a room somewhere in Chicago. You're listening to Smallfish Radio Theater and Thespinarium. Approximately 20-minute variety hour. Yes, you heard correctly. In addition to our usual live format, every Sunday morning we will bring you something extraordinary. And speaking of extraordinary, sharing in the fun are our talented emissaries of entertainment. Joy Thorbjornson Coates. And reporting from the field, Miss Kitten. With special guests, Sharon Phillips, Eleanor Katz, and Mark Cater. Welcome to Once Upon a Thespinarium, a weekly flash fairy tale to keep you dreaming. Today's story is about trolls? No, it isn't. <sighs> no, it isn't. Oh. With today's fairy tale, Miss Kitten. Once upon a time, there was a little cat named Lila. There were a lot of special things about Lila. One, she could read minds. She knew everything from what the bird at the window was thinking about his mother-in-law to when her owner, who was named Otto, wished Lila would act more like a puppy. The other special thing about Lila is that Lila did look a lot like a puppy. In fact, by all accounts, you would think that she was a chihuahua with little chihuahua legs and ears and tail. But in her own heart, Lila was a kitten, trapped in the body of a small rat-like dog. Every time she opened her mouth to say meow, all that came out was this annoying yappy barking sound. Another special thing about Lila is that Lila knew how to type. Like on a typewriter or keyboard, yes, that's right. One day, after a long week of Otto wishing Lila would act like a real puppy, Lila was finished. She would rather live alone on the street than continue to be subjected to rawhide and leashes. So, while Otto was at work, Lila got onto Otto's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter feeds and typed, I'm a cat! I'm a cat! I'm a cat! Posting it all day long. And she waited. As she heard Otto's footsteps on the stairs, for some strange reasons, violins began to play. Otto threw open the door, and in his hand was a bouquet of catnip. They fell into each other's arms and lived happily ever after, starting a foundation for cats trapped in the bodies of chihuahuas. The moral of today's story is, when that chihuahua is barking at you like a maniac, listen, it might really be saying... I'm a cat. I'm a cat. I'm a cat. Listen to me, you buffoon. I'm a cat. Today's story was brought to you by a barking dog, too much coffee, and too little sleep. Hello, and welcome to Bad Poetry Corner with Jokes. Yes, that's right. Bad Poetry and Jokes. Together, you decide which is which. And to read today's selection, special guest Sharon Phillips. Welcome to the show, Sharon. Oh, thank you so very much. I just cannot begin to describe how happy I am to be here because I have just loved the radio ever so, since I was Sharon, a So, um, Sharon, you, you have a poem uh, for right. us? Right. 
There once was a singer so awful that her performances were rendered unlawful. She ran down to the park and she sang in the dark until she ran off with the butcher. Oh, nicely done. I like yes, how I she like sort of made butcher and rhyme in the dark. Might you have another? Quite well done. Oh, yes. My bag is green. Really? My hat is green. What? My house is green. Green. My coat is green. Mm, I like that. My boots, green. Uh-huh. Eyes, green. Yes. Tattoo, green. Mm-hmm. Hair, not green. Yet. Wow. Now that's a poem that's I can like. Amazing. I love how it, it points love to the, the future green. with the word yet. I just yeah. thought it was, you know, kind of daring of her to use such colorful language. I just like <laughs> that it's green. Yes. I mean, it yes. just is so fitting. You know, Did you get that colorful language? And with spring. Language, colorful language. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. What the heck? Who's that, uh, Joy? I don't know who it is. Oh, is this a friend of yours? Oh, hey. Can I have a uh, well, but we're. I used to be on the radio many years ago. Now there's probably well, a reason is this you're thing not on? on the radio anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, that's right. You didn't invite him, did you? Oh, Are you telling jokes or anything like that? Maybe no, not we're not telling jokes. No, it's, no, it's no, a very no serious. Oh, it's very serious. serious. Well, I, you know, it is very serious because I was, you know, a friend of mine was just went to see the proctologist, the doctor, the other day, and the doctor said to him, so how are things going, George? And George said, you know, the good Lord's taking really good care of me. Why, every time I go to the bathroom at night, he turns the light on for me, and then he turns it off when I'm done. Really, said the doctor, that's amazing. Well, you go have a good day. And, well, the doctor calls up his, his wife and says, uh, Dorothy, um, is, 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 uh, is he doing all right? Is your husband doing all right? He says that he, oh, he's, he's telling me that, that the good Lord's taking care of him at night. He says that he turns the light on for him and goes to the bathroom, and when he comes out again, he turns it off. Oh, damn it, she says. He's pissing in the refrigerator again. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. Isn't that, that a good was one? really, really yeah. funny. Yeah, that was, I'm the not that was really good, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> oh, can we edit that oh, out later? You know, oh. and then, well, anyway, I was sitting with my good friend, Fred, and, and uh, he, I was telling him that I was feeling like just like a brand-new baby. Really? And he says, uh, baby, he says, you got more aches and pains than me. He says, nope, feel like a brand new baby. Look, no hair, no teeth. And I think I just peed my pants. <laughs> uh-huh. What is this, bathroom food? humor? Yeah, what is this? Humor well, nursery Okay, humor. well, thanks a lot, Harold. Well, thank you all. Humor. I hope to see you again sometime. <laughs> uh, well, I, well, won't you come back next week? Oh, what? I would what? love to come back next week. What? Wait a minute. Thanks. Bye. Oh, come on. <laughs> Bye. Bye. That didn't just happen, right? And now, haikuing with Herzovi. <clears throat> Silly violin, not an instrument I play. Don't give a rat's ass. Bravo, bravo. I appreciate your appreciating that. And that, my friends, was Bad Poetry Corner. And then, some jokes. 
If you've got a joke you'd like to share with us, head to our website for more on that. Snap, snap. Today's program is brought to you by Hot Ham and Cheese, the sandwich that made America great. Also by Spam, 101 skillet uses and now available via email. Welcome to this day in the history of the future. Future, future. This day in the history of the future, 2234. A private company identifies the intolerance gene and develops a chemical method for switching it off, hereby making people open-minded and peaceful. The U.S. Department of Defense, Boeing, and Lockheed Martin jointly buy the company, dismantling it and destroying all research to shelve the project. That was this day in the history of the future. This day in the history of the future, 2022. After President Palin, her cabinet, and most congressional leadership are indicted and convicted, the line of succession finally falls to ambassador to Italy, Snooki. President Snooki's first act is to proclaim a national hot tub Thursday. That was this day in history of the future. This day in history of the future, 2562. American diplomacy suffers a setback when the emissary from Tsekar 12 of the Orion constellation is mistaken for a jumbo prawn at a state dinner and is accidentally eaten. That was this day in history of the future. This day in history of the future, 2071. Scientists discover a way to turn genes off and on using sound frequencies. The first order of business, turning off the sub-gene that makes grown men say bro and dude. That was this day in history of the future. Don't look now, but it's time for Lottery of the Absurd. Lottery, lottery. Lottery of the Absurd. It's time for Lottery of the Absurd. Today's absurd numbers are nine and a half weeks, nine and a half weeks, deep throat, deep throat. And the final number, Debbie Does Dallas. Debbie Does Dallas. Wow, those are some hot numbers. Woo! Those are my kind of numbers. Ooh, wow, I forgot to buy a ticket though. Darn. Figures. And now, light shadows. We join our heroine Ella as her millionaire playboy husband, Dex is about to push her out a window because she confessed to being in love with a vampire and a werewolf while also dating a zombie on the side. Oh, and she plans to take him for every penny, too. What a bitch. <laughs> oh. oh, you missed me, Dax and threw yourself out the window. Lucky for you, we're on the first floor. Oh. Now you sound like Charlie, the zombie. We're finished, Dex. 
you'll be hearing from my lawyer, who was formerly your lawyer, Taylor White. Goodbye, Dex. What you doing, Dex? Angelica? In the flesh. But you were hanged as a witch. Hung. But I got better. I've come back to seek revenge on Ella. Something tells me you'd want in on that. Yes, please. Then together, we will send her and anybody who cares about her to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, ow. Across town, in the law office of Taylor White. The werewolf is about to stake the vampire Barney, while Barney is about to shoot Taylor with a silver bullet, each wanting to... Oh, do I have to say that? Stake their claim in Ella. Really, what do these guys see in that woman? Ella is mine! Ella is mine! You missed me! You missed me! I knew I should have bought a second silver bullet, but they were so expensive. Now we must let Ella... Uh, Oh, 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 no. Is it a full moon? Aye, it's always a full moon in this town. You must get me to my safe room. If I'm outdoors when I change, I may kill somebody. Ah, and if you do, Ella won't love you anymore. You kill people to feed all the time. Uh, But I kill bad people, usually. Sorry, Taylor, but it's time Ella saw you for what you really are. No, no, no! I should have gone into glass repair. They'd make more money in this town with this stupid nerve. <clears throat> but while Taylor runs amok, let's visit a restaurant across town. Welcome to Primo's Pizzeria. What can I get you? One order of garlic bread, please. And while Ella waits for her garlic bread to be served fresh, a happier scene is taking place in a park across town. Will you marry me, Anne? Oh, yes, Max, I... Uh, Brains! Max, what is that? Oh, my Uh, God, Anne! It's a zombie! Get away! Brain! Save yourself, Anne! Oh! I'll never forget you, Max! <laughs> Tune in next time for another chilling episode of Light Shadows. <laughs> Hello, my friends. Tired of your tax dollars paying for government officials that keep passing the buck without getting the job done? We here at InflatableOfficials.com have the answer. 
just order the official in question and we'll show up at his place of employment, replace him with an exact inflatable replica, relocate the original, and you can watch that budget deficit disappear. Why? <laughs> Why? Not only will our blow-up officials continue to not get the job done, they will be completely incapable of cashing their bloated paychecks. Soon, there will be a surplus. Taxes might go back down, and you will be able to buy that pop-up trailer. Supplies limited to one replica per official. Senators and representatives come with a lifetime warranty. Hot air not included. Act now and get up to three officials replaced for the low, low price of $19.95, and we'll even throw in this set of steak knives. And that's all for this week's approximately 20-minute variety hour. Got a story to tell, a good joke, a bad poem, a hellacious haiku, a flash fairy tale? Head to our submissions page and find out how that special guest could be you. And thanks to our contributors, Tom Mizraka, Mark Cater, Trina Kakasik, Michael John Kelly, and John Tomkew. This approximately 20-minute variety hour featured the talents of Mark Cater, Eleanor Katz, Sharon Phillips, Kat Dean, Michael Herzogi, Joy Thubjornson Coates, and Michael John Kelly. Directing and sound design by Trinika Kasich. Special thanks to the White Crane Wellness Center for providing rehearsal and recording space. Small Fish Radio Theater is produced by Michael John Kelly and Trinika Kasich. Thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening! And now a closing limerick. There once was a radio show that had just about run out of dough. So a campaign they did start, hoping you all have the heart to give them some of yours. Cheerio. Feed the fish at smallfishradio.com.